0: episode 314 of the global from asia podcast are all mlm scams or what debunking the myths and talking about all kinds of different business opportunities and the good the bad the ugly let's tune in today Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight-up, actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Alright, thank you everybody for choosing again to listen to our little podcast here, Global From Asia, episode 314, 314 in your episode, Tunes, and uh, we keep the numbers rolling. Honestly, I'm losing track. We're getting up there so high in the numbers. I have to always check, so thank you for listening, and we are past the halfway mark of 2020. I have a good feeling. I think the second half will be better. Uh, you know, it's been what a roller coaster this year has been for for you and me, I'm sure. I sure everybody, you know, all of us have gone through quite a bit of life and personal changes i hope things are good and better than they might have been i mean march was like the craziest month for me and uh you know things are settling down here in shenyang china we got a bunny rabbit even i don't know if i shared the kids love it and uh you know in the suburban china life so we have with us this week ali mona she's a friend of mine fellow podcaster limitless Wai. It was on her show quite a long time ago, really long, five years ago. <laughs> China Business Cast too. I was, she was a guest. We never got her on this show, and we reconnected lately. She's down in Shenzhen, I'm up here in the northeast of China in Shenyang, and she's doing some amazing things with network marketing, you know. That's, that's the right way to call it, but some people might call it multi-level marketing. And we were chatting about having her on the show, and she wants to kind of give some people some insights that it's not all the... The bad stuff, you know. I know some people, myself included, kind of have a bad experiences with, with uh, network marketing. And uh, she's been doing it for years, and she's she's making she's making a pretty good living out of it, and she's supporting her, herself, and uh, and getting some recurring income, residual income, and and she's such an amazing woman and person. And uh, you know, I'm really happy to have her sharing with us some of her experiences and and what's the good, the bad of uh, of network marketing and I also share some of my it's not so good experiences and we're kind of laughing about that and i think uh, i think you can enjoy this maybe get some insights you know where where a lot of us are doing our own e-commerce stuff or we're doing our import export trading things but this might give us some ideas i even got some ideas you know it's all about community and there's different business models for different kinds of people so i, I want to i want to share this on the show i think it might help inspire some of you get you some creative juices flowing and at, after the show, in the blah, blah, blah session, if you want to hear some, I'll share the story of how I felt I got scammed in an MLM scam in uh, in the 90s, <laughs> 1999, I think it was. So I, I mentioned it in the interview. If you want to hear the full story, you can tune in after the interview. Let's tune in with Allie. Do you want to invest in your business? Do you want to invest in content for your business? You know, this podcast has been a great way for me to connect with people and listeners and people in my network have been asking me to help them make content for their business we have an amazing team that can make blogs pretty amazing sales letters you know long form content podcasts videos and more if you're interested in this and you want to work with a team that can make content for your business and invest in your business contentinvestments.com it's a little website we set up here and if if you want to uh, work with our team check it out Okay. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening or watching a Global From Asia podcast. This is a guest and friend of mine for many, many years, a fellow podcaster and friend, and uh, also in Shenzhen, Ali Mona. Thank you, Ali, for joining us today.
1: Mike, thank you so much for having me. It's a real privilege to be on the show. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, I know. we, we
0: We've we've been on i uh, I've been on your show. You've been on one of my, my other podcasts, and uh, but it's great to have you on the Global from Asia show. It's uh it's really it's really awesome. So, um, do you absolutely. want to give people a little quick uh quick intro of what you do and yourself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm American by passport, but I've lived in China for almost sixteen years, if you yeah. can believe it. I have a hard time believing it sometimes. I know. I'm married to a wonderful man, Ron, and we have four little girls and they range from age four to almost age 10, which I also cannot believe that I have an almost 10 year old. Um, We spent actually the majority of our time in Shanghai and then two years ago we moved down to Shenzhen. We just missed each other, right? Because you had left and I had come, Um, but that's the beauty of global business, right? Is that we get to stay connected. Yeah, myself, I'm a bit of a health junkie. You know, honestly, I was kind of forced into it after spending a couple years of my life just really sick and not understanding why or what was going on and then not really receiving the holistic health support um, that I felt like I needed from a traditional medical community. So now I spend my time teaching and sharing the power of essential oils and natural living and also teaching how these plant extracts can naturally support holistic health and well-being. And then as an added side benefit of that is I also spend a great amount of time um, of my workday kind of mentoring and training fellow wellness entrepreneurs so that they too can get their own business off the ground and begin to lay the foundation for that residual income that in our profession, you know, we're all looking for. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more
0: about that. Yeah, our topic today, we were chatting before about the topic... You know, so I think there's a the stigma of, you know, essentially the business model is MLM, right? MLM almost sounds like a bad word in today's world, right? Multi-level marketing or uh, in a way, you know, the, the keyword is, uh, you know, maybe some listeners or people watching today are, are like already like, you know, I think some, you must get some eye rolls sometimes, you know, like, oh, MLM, like get, you know, like, I'm sure you must, uh, you must hear that when you talk people about about it
1: absolutely absolutely um you know you're not alone in this I was the biggest skeptic at first I went to business school Mike and I'll tell you it was never discussed as a viable business option and I was actually introduced to network marketing in 2012 and it was right after the birth of my second daughter and I had developed some real gut issues and a friend sent me a product um, to help to help heal the gut and man, it worked like none other. And then, so I just was like, how do I get more of this? And you know, she said something along the lines of, okay, you just set up your own wholesale account and I'll help teach you how to use the products. And at first I was like, that's awesome. Because the last time, you know, I bought something at let's say GNC, no one walked me through the product or gave me any support. So I was actually really, really thrilled, really excited about this. But then somewhere along the process, it dawned on me that this was one of those scammy businesses, right? And I just could not reconcile the positive experiences I was having with the pyramid scheme perception that I had somehow picked up in my journey along the way. So it was at that time that I was actually forced kind of to put my I would say uninformed ideas, my misconceptions or preconceptions, and really take a good long look at the opportunity for what it was. Now, most people think of network marketing or multi-level marketing as having like a garage full of unbought water filters or shampoo bottles, right? Or maybe it's that they need to like hit up every family member or every friend and be super pushy. People say to me all the time, I don't wanna be a pushy salesperson, right? And, or maybe people think like, okay, the person at the top, gets all the money and it's kind of a get in early and win sort of game. And, and maybe, right. Maybe for some network marketing companies, they do have an unfair advantage built into the compensation plan, or maybe there are like really high sales quotas that seem impossible for just the average person who wants to engage and make a little income on the side but that is not all network marketing companies and just like any business opportunity you need to know what you're looking for so you aren't left disappointed in the end
0: okay yeah this is this is interesting uh you know we we, we i think there's there's scams or bad people in every business model or industry you know like uh, i was chatting to you well last we had a call recently and uh you know even even some people that have been on this this show I've, I've gotten these complaints that they sold courses or they sold programs that were not satisfactory to those a lot of people and you know then there's a there's this the scam keyword and uh, you know so it can happen in any industry any any industry so it's really uh, but uh, you know I I could share some of my I, I got kind of I got into MLM when I was in college uh, and I I don't know if I told you, but yeah, like I I was, somehow they came into the college dorm, not dorm, uh, in one of the lecture halls and people were could just go in and listen. And it was for selling a dial-up internet or, you know, a faster internet. In, uh it was like, a, back then it was still people connecting to the internet, like a little bit more. Am I going
1: to that old?
0: Yeah, I <laughs> was so old. And they had a faster way and then a cheaper way. And then you could also make uh, you know money. And I went to the hotel seminar and you know, you had to pay four hundred dollars to be a, to start your business. So it was like a four hundred dollar fee to be, you know, to be a to be a re- to, to, to to do this business, to show that you're serious. And then um, you know, I think the warning sign is if they make more money just getting more sell agents rather than selling the actual product because I feel like the product was not really working so well like I actually tried to sell it to some people, but the the more people are trying to get me to get more agents or resellers rather than getting selling the actual product or service that it was attached to so I think, I yeah, think yeah,
1: yeah
0: I think that's a warning sign, right like if you're trying to just get more more people in what's it called like lines or there's uh I yeah
1: more distributors than customers absolutely and we'll talk about that i think i think one of the questions um yeah that we, we want to go is, is what to look for and I, I think that's a really good point so yeah you you started you started off with a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth too and and that's a good point too to trust your gut if mm. it sounds to be true it probably is and if something just isn't sitting right then it probably isn't the right opportunity for you
0: agreed agreed so so yeah let's keep staying back on track i don't get too off topic of my previous stories i love it i love it but um so why why would i guess this is a good point right it's uh why would a company use network marketing um model you know some people say well they must not be legitimate or maybe why wouldn't they just sell and use that gnc or why wouldn't they just sell and uh traditional i I guess i'm sorry to say traditional or norm. uh i don't want other distribution models. why choose network marketing i love it why choose network marketing
1: no it's so good it's such a great question and it's something that i love talking about because this was a big aha for me and now that i've experienced it both from the skeptical end and the you know all in, and I love talking about this. You know, good network marketing companies, Mike, they have a unique product that can't be bought anywhere else. Like, just like my friend giving me that gut stuff, I couldn't go to GNC and get that. I had to buy it as a wholesale consumer from this company. They also often have a story that needs to be told or training and customer support that needs to happen in order for the customer to have Really really good experience. So I'll take my company for instance. Um, We're the purest essential oil company on the market okay? Okay, so if you put one of our peppermint essential oil bottles, let's say in Whole Foods Okay Next to a commercial brand of peppermint essential oil. How does the consumer know that one there is no regulatory body over the essential oil industry there's no fda i'm american so right there's no food and drug administration it doesn't fall under anyone's umbrella and so that whole food brand is saying 100% pure essential oil and the customer believes it okay now on closer inspection if you turn that whole food brand bottle over it'll say do not ingest on the side with like a little poison face and the average customer they don't think to ask why 100% pure peppermint oil can't be taken internally. I mean, we drink peppermint tea, right? So, yeah, so why couldn't you take it internally? It's weird, right? But again, an uneducated consumer is just used to pulling something safe off of, the, off of the shelf. So they buy it, even though it's very likely laced with synthetic chemicals, and those chemicals shouldn't be going anywhere near their bodies and they think, Oh, I just put it in my diffuser, right? Maybe you put a couple drops in a water diffuser and it spritzes all over the house. Right. But now it's circulating in the air and there's also no one there to tell them that because it's in the air, it's actually in their bloodstream in 20 seconds and it's in every cell in their bodies in 20 minutes. Right. You get what I mean? It requires education and training and community right if, if you have a product that requires those three things then the network marketing model is incredible right i care i get very passionate about this yeah, that people that know these things right i love it i love this stuff and i spend a lot of my time educating and making sure that people are making informed choices about their neck their their health care so okay. that's reason number one right it has a story to be told or there needs to be training. The other piece why a company would choose this is because it empowers raving fans with finances. Okay. So in our case, most of our raving fans are moms. Okay. Moms who love their kids. They want to raise them. They want, and they want to build an income on the side or in my case, I want to retire my husband early so that he can experience right time and financial freedom earlier than he would on his career path. Right. Makes sense. So if you had a choice, why would a company choose to spend millions in traditional advertising expenses, think um, radio or billboards or TV commercials, right? Or buy like key retail shelf space. No one buys products that are on the very top shelf or the very bottom shelf in Walmart, right? Those companies pay big bucks to have their products at eye level or hand level. Yeah, it's huge. Why would they choose to put their money there when they could give their money back to the people who love their products the most and reward them for doing the work of actually educating customers and bringing new customers on, right? It's a win, win, win. Here's the three wins. The company pays a loyal volunteer staff of salespeople. I am a volunteer. I could quit tomorrow. I could stop working. I could take the day off, right? So they pay us. We as distributors get to build a business on our own terms. I mean, here I am. I'm in my home, right, building my business. However, I want to, and I don't have the hassle of product sourcing, IT issues, logistics, manufacturing, or HR. Mm -hmm. Right, all the traditional things that when you start a business, Mike, you started businesses, right? You have to be of all trades. Yeah. Yeah, you have to know everything but not in a network marketing business. We're gonna, I, I wanna tell you a little bit about what you do need to know in network marketing in a minute, but yeah. you know, and then the customer gets a dedicated support for life. So it really is a great model that way.
0: It sounds good. I mean, I think, you know, you've been to some of our events. I always appreciate your support in in, uh, in, uh, in the community, of uh, what we do. And you know, a lot of our, a lot of our people are selling online, e-commerce sellers, Amazon sellers, uh, you know, import export traders you know i i just they always wonder like how i don't want you know how would they if they're selling online like can they still sell online or just does, does it have to be like referral based or
1: with the network marketing business you mean
0: yeah like
1: yeah i mean yeah so
0: is like could they could they have people could they build their own like distribution model like this i mean some brands we have a lot of people that have their own brands on amazon i wonder if they could mm, you know take advantage of that as a, as a as a doing all that hard work like you said the sourcing and the branding and the and the shipping
1: do you mean set up their own sort of affiliate program with what they're already doing or lock into a structure that's already or maybe set even up. looking
0: into it. The, you know, they. I think a lot of them. Uh, you know, they, they. don't mind selling on Amazon. You know, they're they're, they're in the Amazon world. So this, uh, they would if there's something that existed. Maybe that's another show. Sorry, I don't want to get off too topic. But yeah,
1: I mean, no, no, it's good. I mean, uh, we'll we won't go too far. But I know some companies say that you cannot sell on Amazon um, mm. because then again, that is a retail yeah, you, model.
0: You said, yeah, they. They have they don't sell like on yeah. traditional model.
1: And you can sell retail, but it's not that residual income that you're looking for. If you're really gonna put time and effort into building a network marketing business, you're really looking for residual income yeah. that's gonna pay you long term. Not that one to one retail stuff. It's it's just not it's not worth your time if your mindset is is looking for time and financial freedom.
0: Yeah. And like, you're, yeah, just the next question. So, of course, the network marketing is really for a residual income, just like you're saying. So mm. can you, can you give, give us an example of, of how that would work or how that looks like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's start, I guess, with the very basics of how people earn income through a network marketing business. Now, there's a bazillion different models out there, and they all have their perks and downsides. But at the very core... Here's the philosophy, okay? So we earn a very small percentage of everything that our customers purchase forever. So let's use that Amazon example. Um, Okay, so let's imagine that you recommend a book to a friend and they buy it, and Amazon, you have an affiliate link with Amazon, right? And Amazon might give you a small cut of that purchase, which is great, right? Lots of people make some good money with affiliates. But then let's say that your friend falls in love with reading, and buys one book a month for the rest of his life. Now, unless you have affiliate links for each one of those books, Mm. and your friend keeps going back to to your site to get those links, then you've lost the interest, right? But not so in a good network marketing company, right? In a good company, once you introduce someone to the product, they're connected to you. And it's your job then to educate, foster connection, and ensure a really great customer service experience. And so if you help them fall in love with the product, your company will reward you financially with every purchase they make. It's already built into the system because they're a part of your organization. And this is a fabulous way to create residual income for yourself. Now, residual income is money or income that you're making while you're sleeping or while you're at the beach with your family or even maybe while you're dealing with a family emergency and the more customers that you get, the greater the residual income. And I love residual income. It has served my family so well. And maybe I could just tell a very quick story about um, just to illustrate the power of residual income. Yes, please. Okay. So just last December, um, one of my girls had an open heart surgery in Shanghai and we knew it was coming, but then the timing of it was a little bit unexpected, but at the drop of a hat, I was able to just drop everything. And within a few days of actually getting her appointment booked, we were on the overnight train up to Shanghai. Okay. Now, I had no idea how long it was going to be. Right? Doctors told us a minimum of four weeks away. And some babies are even admitted for like six to eight months if complications arise. So everything was really up in the air. Um, yeah. But through it all, like I never had to ask leave from any boss right? My incredible team leaders, you know, they filled in all the gaps for me and I was just really able to be present um, for everything that my babe needed. Now, the coolest thing is and this is where residual income comes in is we were there for four weeks. Okay. And I imagine that I maybe put in, I don't know, a couple hours into my, into my network marketing business that month total. Okay. Whoa. And I still earned my network marketing paycheck. In fact, I earned more than I had earned the month before because my team grew even while I was dealing with that. And then maybe the best part, and I'm going to, this is probably my favorite part of this sort of business is I was just showered in love or by my partners and my customers who are all over the world, right? Because you really become family in this sort of business. Um, and so this is the power of residual income
0: and community. Yeah, that sounds, thanks for sharing the story. Story, Stories are always the most powerful, and uh, I assume your daughter's fine now, just to hear it was, well, it went all smooth. It was so.
1: It was a very successful surgery. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, Great. thank you for
0: asking. Great to hear that. Um, next point is, is um, I'm looking here, is basically you know how do we know it's legit or not i I feel you know scam is everywhere, like we've been talking about earlier, like what are what are some ways people should know that this is not something you know some like red flags or some formula or 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 or, or of course, there's the gut, you know my gut's big bigger now, but yeah, you know, the gut what what are some ways people could figure out if it's good or not? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a really good question. Okay. So, so most network marketing companies, or some, I should say, actually create the business and the money is going to be generated. And then they find and develop the product to sell. Okay, so this creates some challenges. The main one being going back to your point from before, this attracts business people first and foremost. Now, don't get me wrong, there is nothing wrong with making a business out of a product that you love, but when experiencing Um, or when the experience, I would say, isn't as rewarding as these people hoped, right, then they oftentimes just stop ordering the product altogether. And that means as a business person, you not only lose a business partner, but you lose a customer as well. And so this creates what we call a leaky bucket, putting customers in, and then they're just leaking out the bottom, and it creates some very unstable income. And... This is when you get some really jaded X network marketers in online and all that talking about how the opportunity just doesn't pan out. Right. right. So to combat this, you want to look for a company that focuses on the product experience. Okay. So not high, not big checks, walking across the stage or even maybe cars, right? Some, some companies give you cars. I mean, I suppose unless that's attractive to you, in which case, go for it, right? But be sure you know how many customers versus distributors there are, and you want a very high customer base. Anti-network marketing websites and all that, they're really famous for saying, oh, only X amount of people you know, make any money with this. You, you want to know how many people try to make money with it and then how many people succeed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, cause if you have a company that's 80% customer base and only 20% try, well, that's awesome because you have 80% of people who are going to continue to buy the product, whether or not they're earning any money with the company. And that is what creates a stable business. The other thing you want to look for is a company with a great track record, um, experienced leadership at the helm and a compensation plan that really delivers what your income producing goals are. Okay, so you want to make sure you have a look at what's called the average time to rank. Okay, and this is the compensation plan. And make sure that you can invest that much time to get there. What I mean is um, maybe you want to make $4,000 a month residually. A compensation plan is going to tell you on average how many months that's going to take to get there. Make sure that you have, you, you really want to invest that much time in order to do that. Okay. And this, again, to your point, um, the next one, Mike, is you want to find a consumable product okay internet is not super consumable Um, and this is kind of where not saying that the internet was a scam but this is where scams really come into play and I'll give you an example let's say that I sell you a pencil for a dollar Mike and you take that pencil and you sell it to your wife for a dollar fifty okay and you keep the 50 cents as profit but then Wendy goes and takes that same pencil and she sells it for $2 and she keeps her little profit, but it's the same pencil that doesn't work. It's a scam and people get in trouble for that sort of thing. So you need a product that a consumer is buying and actually consuming. It could be food, Mm. could be shakes, could be makeup, essential oils like my company, right? As long as it's being consumed and they're getting results, then they're apt to buy more. So that's a really great place to start, looking for a consumable product. And then finally, you really want it to be a unique product, right? You should aim to provide kind of a an unmatched level of customer service, paired with a unique product that they just can't get anywhere else, except for their 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 customer back office, we would call it, um, and that's associated with you and your business. All right,
0: um, just to put it out there. I hope it's okay to ask, but is do they normally have a upfront fee, like a sign up fee, or are there ones that I don't know if, you know, I think some people get turned off when you got to pay a fee to be a, to be a partner. I mean, maybe I know there's usually a reason for that, or is that normal? Or what do you think of upfront fees for joining? Is that normal
1: with it? Yeah. Well, there's, first of all, okay, so let's, let's go a little bit further here. Like this business model is not for everyone. Right. So just like everyone shouldn't become an Amazon seller or open a franchise or own a Starbucks, right? Being in your own business owner isn't for everyone. So the first question that you can ask yourself is exactly that. Do you love the product? Right? So of course, if you're going to have a business opportunity with a company, you have to try the product. So really that investment fee upfront should be your products that you are consuming so you can really see if you're in love with a product, right? This is key. You need to become a product sense. of the product yeah, that so means. that you can sell from a hundred percent genuine standpoint. Now, most companies, they will actually have a quota that you have to personally be ordering each month to qualify to earn compensation. And this is really smart, right? It would be really bad for the industry and really bad for each individual company to have a bunch of distributors running around selling a product that they don't use or know personally. So that's really the very first thing. Um, When, even when I bring on a new partner, I say, okay, okay, slow down. We got to make sure you love this product first, (laughs) right? Because it's really critical that people, you know, are using these on a daily basis. So to go back to your question, um, I think some companies might have a fee Um, I know my company does not, you're just buying your product. If there is, you know, sales quotas each month and that's not your jam, that doesn't motivate you. You might want to look for a different company. So just be a little bit more savvy in how you're identifying a company that you, that you want to work with. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. I mean, just back
0: to mine, it was just my bad experience. That was 2000, uh, early 2000s, no nineties, nineties. Um, and I, uh, Mm. Yeah. Nobody was actually using the product or service. Everybody was just seems like they were just trying to focus, getting more distributors to sell it. And then, yeah, I mean, I tried to actually use the service and I couldn't figure it out. And my rep that I bought, I was under didn't really even know how to explain to me, just says, just get more people, more distributors under you. And then you, they make, and then they made money off of that $400 fee. You know, so if you got more $400 people under you, you would make a percent of that 400. Ah, So that's, I think that's a huge red flag that, that company went out of business, but you know, yeah. uh, I won't say the name <laughs> just anyway, but, uh, um, let's go back to your like there you go. questions here. But, uh, Like you said, like, it's not for everybody. And maybe talk about who it is for or the strengths or the time needed for this.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay. So the first question is, do you love the product? Okay. Can you genuinely sell it? If you weren't making any money from it, would you still buy? Okay. That's huge. So you need to choose the right product. Um, The second question is, are you self-motivated? Okay. So listen, some people don't know what to do with themselves when they don't have a boss, like, and I totally get that because it took me a while to get my own act together when I quit corporate right? to step into my own CEO role. You really do need self-motivation to get going and then to stay going, right? Good network marketing opportunities are marathons. They're not sprints. You might have some sprints within your marathon, but you really need to give it a good five or 10 years to build the foundation that's going to keep producing residual income for you, um, and so if you can follow a system, you know every network marketing company has their own system, their own training system, and get things done. You know, you might thrive. If not, maybe you you want to keep your day job if that's if that feels a little bit more comfortable for you. Yeah. Um, going back to oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just just keep going. Okay, so um, going back to that five to ten year. Um, kind of mindset thing you know there's a lot of ways to earn residual income and i'm a really active member of the fi community which stands for financial independence and if you want more information on that you can check it out at choosefi.com fabulous people fabulous community but basically the tenants are earning as much as you can saving at least 50 percent of everything you make and putting that into investments that you're gonna eventually be living off of retirement. right? So this is retirement at, at whatever age you can manage to make that happen. So I actually believe that a network marketing business can seriously accelerate people to their fine number. And I'll give you an example. Okay? So the average monthly, monthly needs of a retiree in the US okay, is 4,500 US dollars. So if you were going to go the traditional route, okay, and let's say pull five percent from a retirement account, you would need a whopping one million eighty thousand dollars in that account in order to pull that forty five hundred dollars out each month. So how long does it take the average person to accumulate that amount of money? Right? Or is it even average? Is it possible for the average person to put away over a million dollars? I believe it so. I believe it is, and I believe everyone should should try for it. But Let's look at pairing that with a network marketing opportunity and see if the numbers, if we can accelerate that timeline a little bit. In my business, it takes an average of 27 months to make $4,500 residually. Okay, so 27 months of work, intentional work, probably 20 to 30 hours a week of work, right? And for 27 months to start to earn that. Now, I know people who have done it in six months right? So going back to your point, Mike, of how um, its skill level and intensity and um, how much time you can really put to it really does matter. So if you look at it this way, there's a real opportunity here for people to supplement and even replace their income in a shorter amount of time. So the question that I ask people is, how do you want to spend your time and how much time do you want to invest, right? Do you want to try to accumulate that $1 million over the next 20 to 40 years, right? Or could you consider spending just two years of your time, right? Working in the pockets of your life to build an organization that is going to pay you that on a residual basis. Most people, they don't just quit what they're doing cold Turkey and build this thing. Like most people, do it in the pockets of their life, nights, weekends, lunch breaks, early mornings, until they've gotten enough income coming in where they can um, shed some, some hours off of their, their regular work. So I like to think about that, that example um, because I think it helps people get, kind of wrap their brain around on the power of network marketing as a residual income strategy. But you have to be self-motivated. Going back to that. Self-motivated. Yeah, what, yeah. are you, what are your thoughts on that? I agree. I agree.
0: I mean, just like, yeah, just like selling on Amazon right. or e-commerce or any business, any business, you have to be self-motivated. You have to work, you have to be patient. Yeah. You have to try, mm-hmm. you know, different strategies. Um, and uh, I totally agree. I mean, I would be really scared if, yeah, I've, you know, get rich quick, you know, like those those people with all the hype, you know, I think that's what really gives MLM the bad name. This the hotel seminars with mm-hmm. the, the people on the stage with the car and the big checks and the, and the, the cheering mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure that happens and that's good as it feels good, but there should be more like it has, it's not, yeah, it doesn't happen right away. You know, they, if they sell, you know, if they, I think there's some of these bad people in the industry that oversell the dream, you know, sell the dream, same with Amazon courses yep. or dropship courses or any of these, uh, these, uh, you know, same things with the e-commerce world or online world, there's these people that sell the dream, not the actual product or the actual, uh, hard work that you need to do.
1: There's some serious work to be done, right? Like you're not going to get paid a million dollars a year if you're not working for it. Right. And so the other two things that you really want to be looking for in this industry altogether is do you care about people, right? At the end of the day, we're in the people business corporate, whatever corporate is, they deal with all the logistics and the IT, like we said before. What we do is we help, we recruit, we train, we support, we love, we mentor, right? Does that interest you? If you love people, it might be a great outlet to serve. If not, then definitely this business is probably not for you. And then finally, personally, do you want to grow, right? Do you want to surround yourself with people who are constantly trying to get better and to, to really strive for the best versions of themselves. You know, we like to say that, um, building a network marketing company is like the greatest personal and professional development plan with just an epic compensation plan attached. And you can only earn up to the, to the level of the person, the level of the human being that you are. And so the question is, do you want to develop yourself um, into something greater? And if so, Um, this might be a good fit for you as well. So those four questions, I would say, um, you know, do you love the product? Are you self-motivated? Do you care about people? And do you want to grow? If you answered yes, 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 yes to all four of those, then I think you've got a real shot. Awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about,
0: you know, everybody likes to blame the company or blame, blame the program. But, you know, I think also people to look at you Nobody know, likes to say it was their fault. They didn't put in time. They didn't. They didn't. They might, might not have been the right fit. You know whether that's in MLM, you know, network marketing, or whether that's in drop shipping or Amazon. So you know, you know, people call it a scam, but a lot of times maybe they they didn't put the effort in. What do you, what do you think about that?
1: I think you're absolutely right. You know, when you a lot of people, especially in my in my business, a lot of people start as product users right? They just love the product. And then all of a sudden, they're so in love with it, that they find themselves naturally sharing. And then they start to earn some money. And then they go, wait a minute, like, that was easier than I thought, like, this is really fun. And then they grow into a sharer. right? They want to share the products, but then they're like, maybe there is something here. And so it's kind of a natural evolution that happens, right? But there is a moment And I love watching it in the people that I work with where they really realize that this is a company and it's your company, right? You are the CEO and if you can hobby it, right? And you can, you can go to work when you feel like going to work, right? Or you can just share when you want to share. You can have a call when you want to have a call and hobby it or, and and it's going to pay you like a hobby, right? Or... You can learn how to become a professional, and it's going to pay you like a real business, like you are the CEO. And here's the best part. I could, um, let's say I am a chiropractor, and I own my own chiropractic practice, right? When I go to work, I'm still only paid per um, client that I see, right, per patient that I see. And I really don't have time or financial freedom in that. I can only earn 100% of one person's efforts. That's my own, right? But in network marketing, you earn, let's say, 1% of 100 people's efforts. Which one's going to be more? Mm -hmm. Right? Obviously, the 1% of 100 people's efforts. And that 100 people could become 1,000 people, 10,000 people, 50,000 people. It could be, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. And so if you're in it long enough and you learn how to become a professional, just like anything else, it's going to pay you like a business. And it's really as simple as that. And the best companies out there, they recognize this and they actually pay greater and greater as one advances through the ranks because it weeds out the get rich quick schemers. A lot of times, you know, as people, we're, we're, we're weary of the get-rich-quick companies, right? The schemes. But as someone who's doing this as a profession, you know, I get weary when someone comes and they have a get-rich-quick mentality um, because they'll cut corners, right? They won't do it right. They won't, they won't take the time to foster their connections. And before you know it, Mike, they're gone. They're yeah, totally gone.
0: Agreed, agreed. It's true. Well, that's... These companies come up because people are searching on Google. They're searching, you know, even before the internet. They're looking for, they, they, people are lazy. Most people are not most, a lot of people are lazy. They're just And they, they look for these and then they want to get scammed because they don't want to put in the work. Um, so I'm, I'm curious too. And I think others listening, you know, I think we're getting towards... Towards the end of this amazing uh, session, thanks for really sharing. Um, I'm curious, like, what's what's what are you, you know what is your program? What are you working on? What's the opportunity? Maybe we could hear some yeah. uh, some of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am building my essential oil business from China, which is great. You know, as an aside, network marketing is also a fabulous opportunity for expats, right? Because you can literally work from anywhere. Where yeah. there's Wi Fi. My dad and I just went on vacation over the last, we had a long holiday, as you know. Yeah, yeah. And I was just literally sitting on my balcony at a beach resort answering some emails. You know, I'm like, man, this is incredible, right? An incredible awesome. um, opportunity. So I guess currently what I'm looking for is two partners, right? Who would also like to learn how to educate people on the power of essential oils. So um, someone who is, I guess, naturally minded, right? Likes natural things maybe has a little bit of business experience or some entrepreneurial spirit in there um, and really is a go-getter, right? Like is independent and wants an opportunity. So I guess if any of you, if any of your listeners are listening and they're intrigued to learn more, um, then I would love to to have a chat. And on the other side, if um, maybe you're working through some health issues and you're super into holistic living or you're just curious, right? And you want to give some natural solutions a go, then I'd also love to connect and see how I can help.
0: Okay, great. And at least the last, of course, uh, the websites or you know, however people could connect with you, uh, social or, or web or or anything you prefer.
1: Yeah. So if you're in China, my WeChat is just Ali Mona, A L L Y M O N A, and then the same for um, Ali You can connect there. And then I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Positively Ali
0: Awesome. Positively, that's great. Um, yeah, highly recommend Ali. If you guys should reach out, she's just really got the, you know, most genuine. Uh, person I know, so really thank you for that.
1: It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for your time and your listening. And I love sh- I love hearing your stories. Yeah, um, I, I try, I'm to, not have, I try from to bad experiences.
0: I try to throw some <laughs> fun. I try to you know make my make fun of myself as listeners know.
1: <laughs> Dial up internet, man. Dial up internet. I love it.
0: So I already sold my first website. <laughs> I mentioned it last week on the show, said that uh, I'm gonna be starting to kind of build up and sell sites and I talked to somebody already and they were interested and I mentioned a couple of sites and, and he looked it up, looked up the traffic, looked up some of the some of the revenue and some of the things happening and he gave me a price. I wasn't even expecting it, honestly. So, you know, I'm experimenting right now. Uh, we have quite a bit of stuff in the portfolio uh, that I've been building up over the years because I'm a I love content, and I love building up traffic and websites, so that wasn't wasn't the one I was expecting, but if you want to get on the inside see what's happening, check out gfavip.com. It's a forum, but it's more than just a forum. It's working closely with people on the inside. If you're interested in what's happening here, I'd love to see you. gfavip.com, if you are a VIP. <laughs> Take care. Thank you so much, Allie, for sharing. I really, really appreciate it. It's great to have her on the Global From Asia podcast, episode 314, 314 of our shows in the archives. And hopefully this will help people for many, many years to go, you know. Well, you know, Allie's amazing and she's got a legitimate network marketing business. And, you know, I hope hope some of you actually consider talking to her. She's an amazing woman. I keep saying woman, sorry. I should say person, you know. Uh, Amazing business person. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm been inspired with her. We've collaborated on a lot of different things. I know she'll take good care of you if you are considering this network marketing world because I know there's a lot of shady people in that industry or any industry, and she's one person I would definitely highly recommend that you talk to if you are interested in this kind of a world. So let's talk about my bad experience because... Seems like people like to hear the bad experiences, so I mentioned it a little bit in the interview, I didn't want to take over the show, take over the interview, so you know, we're in a blah 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 session, so this is, you can just stop if you don't want to hear. <laughs> you already heard the, the, the good parts, um, but I'll share my, my scam experience. Um, let's go into it. So, you know, it was, it was the 90s, I was in college. And, uh, you know, everybody's doing this dot-com bubble, boom, and, uh, you know, I was at Stevens Tech. I went to college in Hoboken, New Jersey, right across from Manhattan. I saw the World Trade Center go down, too, with my own eyes. And uh, But this was before the World Trade Center happened. But what happened was I was uh, – I don't know. I mean, it was kind of taking over the whole college. I think what happened was they targeted different colleges. You know, I think some of these – multi-level marketing kind of companies target groups. So they uh, they had few of my friends were already kind of in it and I kept hearing about it. I won't say the name because um, I don't think it's a point. it's not around anymore, I don't think but basically, you know they had uh, taken over like a lecture hall, uh, definitely not leaked not approved by the school. And they were just kind of calling us all in there. It was like 8 or 8, maybe 7, 8, 9, p.m., maybe 8 or 9, 8 p.m. on like a weekday. And we go into the lecture hall and they're talking about how you can make money, uh, you know, selling ISPs, Internet Service Provider, connections that were faster than the other ones that are out there. And you can also kind of build your own network of distributors under you and you can get a commission of what they sell and then you can get a commission of what the people below them sell. And... I don't think they told you how it worked. They told you you had to go to a hotel seminar in uh, another city, like later that week or coming up. So we go to this hotel seminar. My other friends in college wanted to also go. I think somebody had a car. I remember going into a car with a group of us and we went there. I think maybe somebody picked us up that was already in the distributor program. And we go to this packed hotel room. And in the hotel room, I mean, there was the success stories. There was high energy. There was the checks. There was the in the parking lot in the right in the front. Like they had Lamborghinis and Ferraris parked there, and then they told us at the front of the stage that it was theirs and that they earned it from this and this company and this service was the best thing that they ever found and that they. They started as a sales distributor, but then they became part of management and they've grown this thing so big and that they're so happy that so many people are here and they want to help you make a living for yourself. And they were starting to pass out contracts. They had people go into the back of the room to do deals, to sign on. People were signing on while I was there. Yeah, I'm a very skeptical person. You could probably, If you listen to this show, you probably know that about me. So I'm like, man, this is I'm not going to I don't know. I somehow got pressured into it. But my I think one of my friends signed up and then they, he wanted me to do it with him and it's $400. Basically it's $400. You got to pay $400 to because it's a business and to do business you have to invest. And that's that was the whole thing and you got a website. But I think it was like a subdomain of the ISP company and you know, it wasn't like, I think you can maybe change the name on the header or something. But you know, this is like 90s. So nobody knew how to really make websites. I I was actually making a website at that time. But even I didn't know like Microsoft front page and stuff. It was not so straightforward to make a web page. So I, you know, I guess it was somewhat valuable. And, and then you would sign up. And then I signed up, paid the $400. I remember it was a Discover card. I got, I think I got like, credits, rewards on or something. I remember, uh, anyway, so I signed up and then I actually tried to sell the ISP literally, like I was trying to sell the service and I remember I was kind of hard. People didn't want to switch from the AOL or they didn't want to switch from the way that they were dialing in to get the internet. I remember actually taking some of my friends to lunch and mostly it was like my friends, in my hometown because I would go to my hometown maybe on the weekend and I would like try to... I didn't want to sell the network marketing service. I just wanted to sell the actual ISP because you could also earn income on the payments that they would do for the internet. But people seemed pretty much they were stuck with the big brands that they were already using. They didn't want to switch to this like unknown company, even though they liked me. And then I remember the, the network marketing company... When we had these calls, you had to have these calls and check-ins with uh, with uh, your distributors, your, your network, your group, and then they were mostly just asking me if I was selling the $400 people under me because they said if you just get more people selling under you, you can make money from that, and then those people will get, they said, I remember it was mostly just saying don't really spend time selling the ISP service spend time getting more people under you on your downline So I think then those was people also get some ISPs and they'll get more people But the big red flag big lesson I learned was they were mostly just trying to get people to pay the $400 fee and To get more distribution more than more actual customers of their service so that was definitely like the scam alert for me I tried to get my $400 back, I remember, and I got a letter from their lawyer saying, like, it was definitely ready for people like me to try to get my money back. They they had some letter, and it was kind of scary, and it was from, like, a lawyer, and it was mailed to me in my college, I remember that. So, that was definitely a red flag, you know, um, and, they, you know, they, they, uh, you know, I, I don't want to I just want you to learn from that, and here you're, so I lost $400, and, you know, it kind of was a lot of money for me, man, in college, you know, like, I was working in a library, and I was, like, a resident assistant, and, uh, you know, it was, like, I was hustling, man, you know, I was hustling, so I, uh, I I was not, I was not happy, and I didn't really want to go and get more people to pay $400 under me, I, I wanted, to at least make sure I could get people using the ISP itself you know like everybody was in there was just trying to get people to pay $400 you know like to get under them Uh, so that that's definitely something I would say if that's what they're working on with you I wouldn't I wouldn't tell people to do that so anyways I I think that's a uh, wrap for today and I hope you like that but you know if you want to do network marketing it's hard work like Ali said she said five to ten years, right? She didn't say you're gonna get rich quick. You're not gonna gain Lamborghinis It is what it is. It is a good business It's like you if you like to work with people and you like to go, you know, it doesn't have to be your friends But you know, you're mostly selling through referrals. You're mostly selling by introductions. You're mostly selling by networking, like it's called network marketing Uh And uh, you know as an e-commerce seller, I was asking her an interview, but you know I didn't prepare her for that but you know i would be if you could I guess Amazon you can't sell it on Amazon if you do it through network marketing but if there's a way that you could maybe you know it's a different totally different strategy but I hope this kind of inspired you to um, think of always ways to get distribution, get sales, get residual income I think it's also a good one if you sell online if there's some way you can get recurring subscription income from your customer That is the best way, right? That is the best way. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed, and I will talk to you soon. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to
1: subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.